Hello, is this thing on? We're back. We're back. It's Justin and Ailish from the Fan Morning Show. How's it going? I'm good, Ailish. <laughs> How are you? It's great. It's great to see you. I am very glad to be back. I'm so happy to not have to open the show myself. It's a it's a scary moment when you press the on button. It is. You always time the music the better than me too. <laughs> I I don't think I got the timing down once on the music. Uh, you guys. And now it. we're changing the music. We might have to. You know, it's the end of May. Things have happened. Uh, it became a two month thing. I don't think, doesn't seem like I miss much. You know, quiet time here in the city. Just you know, the little tumbleweed blowing in the distance. We went through that exercise yesterday. It was like, when did you start here, Gunner? Like when when did this? I think things went downhill actually when I left. The city has imploded. They were down two nothing, <laughs> I believe, right? Flor- uh, Florida was like up that. two nothing. It's bad. And I think the Friday was the game three. Yes, that's actually, correct. no, it wasn't. I don't know when it was, Justin. It Time wasn't. Be- is it wasn't because the real disastrous night was the Sunday before the first Monday you were. Yes, and it so was. I, like, I missed oh. the downfall of the Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas is no longer. The Blue Jays are bottom of the standings. Raptors are still, who knows? Doing nothing. How's TFC? <laughs> Not good. God, is there Did any, you see any TFC What's stuff? going on? We missed this yesterday. I, I, meant to, I meant to go find it, but Bernadeschi just ripped into wow. TFC and the manager the and vibes everything. are bad. You got that Toronto vibes? Sports is not in a good spot the right vibes now. coordinator's back. Um, yeah, we, you got to turn things around. I'm going to do my best. Uh, quickly, just thanks to everyone for... The very kind messages and well wishes while I was off. Happy to be back. Special thanks to Brent Gunning. Of course, that's a long time to fill in. A different lifestyle for the dad. So appreciate him mm. coming in and putting the, the grind in. I got lots of lots of positive messages about Gunner. Glad I still have my job. <laughs> but I appreciate him picking up the Not slack. Not too positive. And, uh, and obviously you guys, Justin and the squad, for, for picking up while I was off. So thanks to everyone. Glad to be back. As I said, didn't miss too much. So, uh, <laughs> quick debrief. <laughs> the best part of all this is like you—you you just have to kind of go stream of consciousness and give us thoughts on every I single know. thing I that should have been you missed. Journaling. You really like a diary, like, of like a little what timeline. The hell is going you could have come on and just like read Open the through book. your daily diary. Man, that would have been great. It is actually pretty stunning how much has changed, and like, and how. I think it's it, now it's good to come in because like, you have have had time to digest. But mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, like being the morning show and coming in hot off the press of something the night before or ha- something happening the daytime, you guys coming on the next morning. I mean, obviously a Friday news dump before the long weekend that was kind of expected. So yeah, people have had some time. The timing throughout the entire thing was annoying. Yeah, like they were playing Fridays and yeah, and Sundays. A Friday night game. You're waiting a year to talk. They about got eliminated it. on a Friday. They made the <laughs> the big decisions on a Friday. We spent a whole week speculating about what they might do on the Friday. <laughs> it was really annoying from that st- standpoint. Yeah. Um. Goodness. I mean, I guess. The, the the most pressing is obviously everything that's happened with Dubis, that press conference on Friday with Brendan Shanahan. I know you guys have obviously been, had your pulse, your finger on the pulse. I know yesterday we had a uh, full programming here, even on the, on the holiday. So shout out to the grinders, but that was, that's a moment I think we'll as Toronto, either sports fans, Toronto sports workers. We'll remember that press conference. Like it was spice. Mm-hmm. Really, really crazy to witness that. And I guess, I mean, Kyle Dubas is out, the end of that regime. It's hard to start to unpack. The timeline for me is like, is pretty crazy. The way that it was laid out by Brendan Shanahan, 
the roller coaster. Like nothing is non-dramatic. That's what I've realized over the last two weeks. Everything is high drama. And this was kind of the, the perfect bookend. You brought in something today. We might have to just point to it. I left it here yesterday. The tarot cards. So I think I forgot about this. We need to go back and find the social media clips of when we did our very first tarot card reading. Everybody remembers because people were driving off the roads. Mm-hmm. First on the Leafs. The very first one where we said, what is this future for Kyle Dubas? And we were kind of spooked because it was grotesque. It was the red wedding of Game of Thrones, yes, which has now been referenced by some players or some people within LSE. We'll get to that. And it was swords in the back. It was betrayal. It was heartbreak. It was disaster. And we were like, this is awful. Why are we reading this on the radio? Mm-hmm. But it was kind of funny. And now it's not funny. Well, it was also like it was it was grotesque, mm-hmm. and then it was we shouldn't be reading this on the radio, <laughs> and then it was this was wrong, right? Because they won, mm-hmm. they finally won what? the series, six games. John Tavares, overtime winner. Everyone's getting their job back, and that's exactly what they ex- they planned to do. It seemed everyone was going to get their job back. Mm-hmm. Kyle Dubas going to be back. Negotiations start, then- but in the end, it was as the tarot card said: nine swords in the back of Kyle mm-hmm. Dubas, who was I wouldn't say. I don't know if he was betrayed, but they let go of him, right? Yes. And they were sure to put that in their statement. They moved on from mm-hmm. Kyle Dubas. But we need we need your opinion on all this stuff. Like, why? you mentioned Oof. the timeline. Mm-hmm. Why the timeline? Why the, hey, why did Shannon say this organization moved on? Mm-hmm. Why did Kyle Dubas uh, bring the family in and then come back with, come back over the top with more demands before they ultimately mm-hmm. made the decision they did? Like, when you actually look at the general manager position and what just went down, like why do you think it happened the way it yeah, did? Yeah, I think I think many things can be true. Uh, I do think that Kyle Dubas maybe overplayed his hand a bit with this contract negotiation. I mean, it, it seems that way. You had something on the table. You had uh, Friday night of the end of the season, you and Brendan Shanahan were in a good enough place that he wanted to extend this earlier in the year. He wanted to extend you. Uh, I think that Monday Dubas press conference obviously ruffled some feathers. I think that's when maybe Brandon Shanahan and the organization started to think, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I, I didn't allocate for this type of feeling within the organization. Wednesday, when they meet Wednesday, discussions continued. There's the contract. Like everything was going swell until that financial package changed things. And then Dubas sends the email that he still wants to go there. And then Brandon Shanahan, I think a lot of this is pride. I think this is a lot of mm-hmm. emotion. And that is tough to have make pretty substantial changes within your organization. So I think many things can be true. I think Kyle Dubas maybe overplayed his hand. I mean, if you're just reading the tea leaves kind of, or the tarot cards, kind of feels that way. But maybe it was also the right move in the end. I wonder how different it would have been if Friday press conference with Brendan Shanahan, he stood up at the podium and said, we've decided to move on from Kyle Dubas. You know, he wasn't the right fit for this organization. We needed to move forward. And I want to thank him for all his time and effort and let's move forward. It would have been completely justifiable. I And it, it is still justifiable. I think the Kyle Dubas, the end of the Kyle Dubas era probably makes sense at this time. It probably makes sense that if you look at the track record, he can still be a nice guy. He could still be beloved by the team he could still have had some really great moments, but it's a success-based role. And what, you won mm-hmm. one playoff series after X amount of years in this role, and it is sometimes time for a new voice. I think all of that can be true, but I wonder how different it would have been if the Dubas press conference would have been the, a little bit less of a curveball maybe 
And Friday came around and, and Shani just said, like, this is the route we're going. I think we all would have been like, yeah, sure, that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. But emotions came into play and it is now messy and it feels kind of like... It's bad business. It feels like bad business. It feels like when someone wants to break up with you and then you want to break up with them and then there's all this drama and there's like behind the scenes and of course we're waiting for all this information from Dubis. Like the second that we get to hear from him, it might change everything because this is one-sided. But the side that we're getting from Brenda Janahan, I love some honesty. I love some transparency, which is something we don't get much from MLSE and mm-hmm. from the Maple Leafs. But it, doesn't it feel like a little bit of a bad taste in your mouth when you look at how everything changed over the last week even? 100% because MLSE identified their preferred candidate, mm-hmm. their preferred person to hold this job. And Early it was Kyle in this Dubas. year, too. It was Kyle Dubas. Mm-hmm. So not only do are the Maple Leafs moving forward without the person that they wanted, they just aired dirty laundry in yeah. front of everyone, and that might in- impact their ability to get someone good to actually do the job. And that's where I think next. So you say, like, the breakup thing, if... If, you know, the the 13-year-old boy and girl who fell in love behind the bleachers at, at school are able to just like, hey, maybe this isn't the right thing. Let's handshake yeah. and just and move, just move on. on. That doesn't, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. But if it did work out that way, it would be better. And it would, if it worked out that way for the Leafs, it would have been better. And so now you've made this decision not based on job performance. This is not based on job performance because you've continuously said that Dubas did a good enough job. You wanted mm-hmm. to have him the day before you fired him. Yep. So this isn't a job-based performance. This is an emotional decision, and it still might be the right one. Like, I can say that, but still, it it looks like he was slighted. He had this moment of consideration from both sides. Dubas took his moment to think about it, and, and yeah, the family situation bringing that up is interesting. Um, I mean, you never know what's going on in people's personal lives, as I can attest to as well, so I, I'm not going to say, like, that's a fake story or whatever, but it does seem... An interesting time to bring that up. And if that's the honest truth, and I hope it is, then, like, obviously, I hope that whatever steps are next for Dubas and his family bring some comfort. But they, that's the role you've chosen as well, right? Like, my level of sympathy is 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 low for someone that wants to be in the best, biggest position in the city of Toronto, maybe the NHL, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it's, it's kind of, you can't have both, right? And that is a, it's a big commitment to take on. But I don't think your next step is going to be less strenuous right yeah I think maybe it will ter- be. sorry it's strenuous in terms of out external pressure maybe but mm-hmm. the job is still the job right like you're not going to go be a, a concession stand worker no 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 oh kyle dubas is going to be perfectly fine yes and uh, that's where i get to i'm like i i i'm, I'm not worried about kyle dubas is where i'm at no and I, I i don't even think my read on i think there were legitimately things within the job that he found untenable that yes. he did not I thought about want that word so forward. much Justin did you? It was I a, also heard somebody on the radio spoke, spoke uh, got <laughs> it in one like spoke it into existence someone tonight. on the radio or someone on the show someone on the show said it at one point and I my ears perked up was it me or was it Gunner? no it was I think it was Gunner okay he was becoming you should have shot glares at him yes uh no I think that the stream of um the streamlining that's a word that's been used and how Dubis has requested or had that to me is something we talked about especially down the stretch here mm-hmm. And you brought it up many times about this workflow or the hierarchy. And, and now I think we're seeing like the curtains are wide open of how difficult it might have been to be in that position and make decisions and have somebody like looking over your shoulder like, oh, don't do that. You're not allowed to do that. Like mm-hmm. if I was in a position where I needed to make decisions on a timely matter and trust my instinct and trust my expertise, I would have 100% want 
not free reign. I'm not the president, but enough reign that you need to trust me to put me in this position. If Dubis was acting under the uh, like the watchful eye where he felt like he couldn't even do his job, then yeah, there's there's a difference. That's an organizational issue, and I think that's going to lead forward to where we where how we start to evaluate Brendan Shanahan, who was not unscathed in all this. But now he's put the tension right, like he's put it into this is Kyle Dubas's. Oh, he can failure. restore order here too, though. Like mm-hmm. in terms of the Maple Leafs, uh, I don't think I don't think Dubas was power hungry in that it's like, oh, I've outperformed my. my oh, uh, like he wanted his job. Uh, no, j- no, I, 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 I agree. just I just don't think it was like uh, I no, I, like I demand this and I'm better than this and I deserve this no, and no, I, I want the private so. jet. He just wanted and to be able to work. But he, yeah, I think he. J- there were just things that he didn't. Or uh, there are things that I think negatively impacted the way he thought he was performing in the mm-hmm. job. If he could do the job to his best ability, these conditions had to be a Maybe certain Maybe he'll get way. that elsewhere. And I think he will. I, I bet, and which is crazy real, to say. Real Kyle Dubas, what you wanted during the playoffs that, when he was selling. That's part of it, but he might be so above it. He might be Masai Ujiri for Pittsburgh. Who knows? Like, it could be that mm. position, even though he hasn't really done anything to deserve that. That's yet, right. In terms of team success. But I, I don't think it was about, like, greed or Mm-mm. selfishness or whatever. I think he truly thought there was an issue, and he tried to kind of overtake the government to a certain ex- uh, extent, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it didn't work. And that's and we're learning if any, about anything. It's how MLSE works and how big companies work yep. where there's a clear rank and file. And if it's one, two, three, four, five, and Shanahan is three, and four goes for three's head, then guess what? Four is going to get cut quickly because you are supposed to stay in your rank and file in a situation like this. And Kyle Dubas probably overextended and then felt the consequences of overextending. And and so he's getting... This, the the big stretch of media here, right? And when he gets an opportunity to talk, maybe it flips on a script. But, I mean, we can't go this long and this many days without starting to turn the attention to Brendan Shanahan. I think we did at many, many points, but it was never, oh, it was always, okay, Dubas is the one, the puppeteer, right? But now it's Brendan Shanahan's had, what, he's going to hire his third or fourth GM in his tenure here? Third. third. It'll be the fourth that he's, serves, but yes. third higher, So he's gone through... Multiple coaches, he's cleaned the front office, he's done all this in his Shanna plan, and we still don't have success, right? So Mm -hmm. it's not just Dubas, it is certainly Brenda Shanahan, it's certainly the way that this is constructed. And now, I think the next biggest thing that I'm pondering is, what the hell happens now? And this isn't just a regular off-season. Like, you've picked a very, very bold moment, and a very important part of this franchise, maybe one of the most important off seasons that they've had in a long time to really roll the dice with somebody that might be brand new to this organization or someone that you're going to maybe promote from within, which I don't think also is the right answer. Mm-hmm. You need to get a coach probably because I don't think Sheldon Keefe is going to be a part of this, but we have hearing some different rumors about that. You need to figure out your core four. You got some no trade clauses and no movement or whatever they're called. Uh, was no it? movement protection. No movement, yeah. yes, coming up. You have to. You have your franchise-altering figure in Austin Matthews with his clock ticking. You have RFAs and UFAs and goaltending to figure out. This isn't just a regular offseason. And so now you're going to put someone in this position, also understanding that maybe they're more exposed to the way that this front office works and maybe they mm-hmm. don't want to be in this position, right? Like you've, with this last week, you've opened the curtains to maybe something that Who's walking into that thinking that they're going to get full opportunity to to 
be the puppeteer, right? So there's a lot of things that yeah. happened in the last four days that can alter the just the way that this franchise moves forward, and it felt very emotional. Yeah, I don't even think the dirty laundry is all that important. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've heard insiders say, like, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't go there because what happens if uh, I get fired or what happens if we don't have success? What is going to be said about me? I don't know if that's, like, that big of a deal. I do think it's worth questioning if, like, this is still a desirable job, though, because we're... The Shanahan influence is not going to just go away. It's no. not like someone's going to come in, woo him, convince him of the things that Dubas wanted himself. Mm-mm. No, you are serving under someone if you were going to work as the general manager of the Toronto and Maple And he Leafs. wants somebody that's experienced. And he wants them to experience. Who in their right mind that's experienced wants to come in and not have well, the, list. the opportunity. Uh, have you been looking at the list? I have Pretty been. Pretty underwhelming, no? Yeah. Like, uh, the, the people that have experience are currently... They're still employed. The, the, yeah, the people, yeah, the people that have <laughs> experience and are good at their jobs are still employed. Like that's just how it is. It's There's a, new bloods co- comes in, and what happens to the people that get pushed out? Well, they're the people that get pushed mm-hmm. out because they're not doing a good enough job. And are you going to hire a Ky- Kyle Dubas esque person for this role? That's why I think Brandon Pridham's the best option. But so Brandon Pridham's I, uh, Pridham has been—he's been in the wings watching this, though he knows exactly how this power dynamic and maybe works. Maybe he's okay with that, and maybe he is because this is a huge, that would be a huge opportunity, obviously for him. He mm-hmm. gets his step up. But if it seems as untenable or full of tension as we have felt over the last couple of weeks, I don't know if I'm, I mean, yes, of course. And I listened to you guys and Frank, and I, I think you brought us some good points about, yes, of course, this is a very desirable job. This is what the Mecca, this is like the, like, this is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who has a better So why are, opportunity. The, why are we then reduced to like Brad Trilliving being the only adequate option? I I don't think it's as desirable. Like I don't, I just I think if you're going to step into a spot like like this, you need to have assurances that you can do your job the way you want to do because it. Because I just laid out 8 to 10 reasons why this is mm. not a regular taking a GM role for the and there's been reporting yesterday that yeah, Shanahan, predators. Shanahan had conversations with the core four who mm-hmm. we were convinced were going to break up this year. And gave them assurances that they'd be, all be back. Let's talk about that. So if, if you just did that, you've already undermined Who's the ability in, of yeah. the new person to do their job. Like, I, it could be lip service. It could be mm-hmm. Masai Ujiri telling DeMar DeRozan, hey, you're safe. And then we're going to win a championship next year because we're going to trade you for Kawhi Leonard. Like, I understand that could be the case. And the Raptors parallels, I think, we talked about it yesterday, are well, uh, too, too obvious kind of fall to under ignore. the same umbrella, and don't they? they? Exactly. <laughs> it's the same organizational structure. But if Shanahan... Shanahan made promises to those guys. So we bring that point up just because in case people haven't heard about this, the situation, um, he's called all the, the I, core I, players, we right? On that? We do have yes. Freeman on that. We should play it because it would be better. Yeah, let's play um, Elliot in 32 Thoughts podcast yesterday. There's a lot of good tidbits if you haven't heard it yet. But he talked about how Shanahan called the players and kind of, right, and gave them the information. Uh, we don't, that's I think that might be written. Um, but we do have, oh, sorry, yeah. So Ellie didn't specifically bring that up. He did talk about how there was some exit interviews that were spicy. Mm-hmm. This kind of falls in line with, um, I guess, players being really vocal about what they want. And Kyle Dubas was sitting in the room during this, right? So it is a bit strange. So maybe we'll play the, the clip about the exit interviews and the players because then we can move into how the players might feel about this. Thanks, Josh. I heard that Toronto's exit interviews were pretty tough. I heard the Toronto players were pretty blunt Mm -hmm. about what they thought was said. And that's something still to work on. But 
what this player told me is that they think you should keep an eye on what maybe unfolds over the next few weeks because he thinks some of the players were really blunt about why it didn't work. Okay, so this now moves into the camp of what's happening in the locker room, right? You have your superstar player waiting to make a decision, which power to you. You're what you're going to stay, stay with this franchise. I think it's justified that maybe Austin Matthews takes a moment before he signs an extension to think about the future of this franchise. But I do wonder why it feels like he is so tied to needing to have Kyle Dubas or the perfect GM, right? I, I, I'm kind of like torn on that. Doesn't why it Matthews feel like, is tied to that? Yeah, doesn't it feel like it's so amplified that Kyle Dubas and, and Austin Matthews, like his future relies on this? Like if you're a superstar player and you want to play here in Toronto, why does it feel like this is a this is the biggest move for the, the future of Austin Matthews about this GM. Do you, do you I, see I where I'm coming from? I don't from? think it's too much of a stretch because, like, if you're someone with power and influence and someone that people will fall over themselves to cater mm-hmm. to, uh, you don't give up your leverage without knowing. Like, you don't commit yourself without knowing, right? You mean Austin and, Matthews? Yeah, because yeah. he, he doesn't have to rush. And let's say he just doesn't get the vibe or... He sees Mitch Marner get traded and real steps are taken mm-hmm. towards being worse than no, you are I right get that now. For sure. Like, I definitely understand why he would take his time. I think you still, I think you do have to prove something to Matthews to a certain extent, unless it's just like the only thing that matters to him is being uh, the superstar for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the big, the superstar of the biggest market uh, in terms of hockey there is in the world and maybe the future captain of this team. Like, if that's all that mm-hmm. matters, then it's fine. But if it's about, hey, I just want the best hockey position for me then maybe he has to see and has to be proven uh or convinced that the next regime will actually do its job the way he wants it to i i definitely think it's fair i do i i think it's fair for him to take a little bit of time but now the question that players don't really know what's going to happen with austin matthews now with the gm in limbo Mm -hmm. this conversation about the exit interviews being really spicy and having a lot of vocal pushback what are they pushing back on you know i don't think the players are going in there saying this dynamic between brendan shanahan and kyle dubas really screwed our season up i think they're either going in there saying we need a new coach we need a new flow between leadership and the coach or we need a new captain what else are they talking about if you're players in your exit interview am i like asking yeah, that was strange because these guys have no emotion at any time. And now we're hearing that it's like really blunt and these, so this, these really hard about? conversations happen. I, I think it's got to be well, things I, that I, affect I them daily. Well, I you're Austin Matthews, it's like, I love Mitch Marner, but it's not working here. It's this, you think for he some would say reason. That? I, I don't like, uh, no, no. <laughs> that's what I'm hoping would be said. Mm-hmm. Like actual honesty about people that you like, that you're friends with that you'll have a relationship beyond your playing careers together. I hope they can be honest. I don't think they are. But, like, what else would you be honest about other than Sheldon Keefe? Yeah, and maybe your leadership dynamic, who wears the seat. That's the only things I could think about. But even still. Yeah, Yeah, I could see. But, like, is that that, it's his own power move? Austin Matthews, I want the seat. I want to overthrow the captain. is that what you're going to... Like that exit interviews to be like, we need a different captain. Like that's no, maybe that's something stupid. later on this season. But those are the only things I could think of. The players would go in and have this vocal pushback and frustration towards the way that this season fell out. I can't think of another thing you'd be complaining about. Maybe Austin said, can, can we win with John making 11 mil? Like <laughs> I would love it if Austin Matthews See, I actually, be a fly on a wall. actually had some like some hard truths that he was delivering to people. 
And what do you think about, so there's a lot from 32 Thoughts, as I mentioned. Go listen. Um, so the players being really vocal, spicy exit interviews is certainly one. But then that last little tidbit that we heard, uh, unknown to player texting out at Freedom, first, uh, Friedman. And first of all, just tell us who. <laughs> we can't. But like who's like, got, that's pretty fun. Oh, Frank had one yesterday too. Oh, yeah. Frank told us that. Uh, oh, he's talking to somebody. A that, GM that yes. would give his left whatever yeah, yeah. to be. I would like, we need Tell to know me who that these people. Is. Anyway, that player on the Maple Leafs saying, keep an eye on things to come in the next couple of weeks. What things could come? Sorry, say that again. The, the player said the that? The player to Elliot Friedman, we just played the clip, said, like, keep an eye on things to come in the next little bit. Well, why do you have any idea of what's going to come? That's it. So, what can the player, is that like, maybe I want out? Maybe I don't want to sign here. Maybe I'm I'm going to exercise my right to shop around. What other things can the players be saying that could potentially change in the next few weeks? It's interesting to me that these guys are all of a sudden have a voice. Like, we haven't heard anything. We heard no pushback mm-hmm. for seven years in front of the media, like, in terms of, like, you know, taking accountability, being angry with each other, being unsatisfied yeah. with so- what other someone else's do doing being unsatisfied with the situation at all and all of a sudden they're all having these really but you know why hard that conversations changed? kyle dubas on monday was pretty honest do you think that was where players felt like well if this guy's getting out there and being honest can we because exit interviews are after that right i suppose but who would be in who would be in these exit interviews other than kyle and the coach shanahan Shan- do you think shanahan's in these exit that interviews? seems like a lot to, to sit in every exit interview Feels like it's it's uh, Dubis and Keith. Anyway, a lot of vocal people un- unnamed have come out and said that there's a lot of tension and a lot of things that could change with the Maple Leafs. I just there, think this, it's... this this was definitely a breaking point, right? Mm-hmm. Like it broke Kyle Dubis. It might it have broke, broke some players. Brendan Shanahan, at least in terms of like the veil of. Hey, this uh, we separate what happens behind closed doors and what happens and plays out in front of the media. So it broke those two guys. Maybe it's broken the players. Maybe this is finally the breakthrough because at some point people have to be dissatisfied with what's going on and actually make changes. And to this point, up until two weeks ago, when they finally got their first series victory, it seemed like everyone was just okay with the status mm-hmm. quo. And I think one of the big issues for me with this organization has been this idea of like self-preservation like we just saw it with Shanahan it was like oh you're coming after me then you're done like that's how it seems like it went down and everyone's like trying to protect themselves and when everyone's trying to protect themselves do you sort of get to the point where you're not actually working together anymore you're working as a team you're doing the right thing for the organization rather than the right thing for yourself in the job that you hold down at this current moment Mm -hmm. like at some point those things can't blend and work in harmony. Well, when you put it all, like if we're a team and uh, and we have a bad show and I just, oh, Justin this, Justin that, producer this, you, it is a team dynamic. You need yeah. to say, I screwed up. I made a mistake. I wasn't prepared. I take some of the, the, the blame for not being able to get past the first round for X amount of years and getting past the first round and having, you know, no sustainable success. Like you cannot push it on everybody else. And it felt like, as you said, the self-preservation mode kicked in. The emotions kicked in. I'm not going to be jaded by this, the way that my GM acted on Monday. So he's out. Like, don't come for the throne. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. And it's a pretty risky time to be doing that. Um, okay, so some other things. Dubis and the Penguins. So I thought it was funny because when he came on the podium on Monday, we, had, we well, 
everybody that was on the radio was talking about how he might have lost his leverage, right? And, oh, wow, you said you were not going to work in sports. Well, now, obviously, yesterday, uh, the Penguins received permission from MLSE for Dubas to to go and interview there um, for maybe more than just that one position of of GM. Who knows Mm -hmm. what they might do with him there. But it looks like he might be able to find a role really quick with the Penguins. Um, I mean, this seems like a carousel now of of people that are coming up in names of, okay, this organization might be shipping this person to here, to here, to here. But the list, as you mentioned, for Leafs isn't super glamorous. But Penguins were, wait, on the cusp of making their hire, and then Dubas was floated to them. And so we'll see. I I don't know how realistic you think. I think it feels like it's almost going to happen. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. I feel I feel like the Ottawa thing appeals to him more. Really? I don't know why. I get it. Like, yeah, Ottawa guy, new organization. I mean, new face for the organization, whatever. But So do you think what he said about, hey, I'm not entertaining jobs any, anywhere else? True? I think it was true in the moment. And then once you get let go by the Leafs, yes. it's like, well, I, I'm 37 years yeah, old. I, I think probably it's have both. to work somewhere, I think right? you can do both. You can say I, right now on Monday sitting in this chair when I'm kind of bearing my soul to everybody, I'm not looking. But as soon as you're updating your LinkedIn he to unemployed. He was just like, you won't see me doing it. He was yeah. very, very strong with it. Yes. As soon as you update your LinkedIn on Friday that you're unemployed, I think, yeah, maybe the, the, cl- the clock starts ticking and the Pittsburgh Penguins phone, You, I think you answer. We've heard some wild takes about, like, Fenway Sports Group, what they want, what Dubas could potentially do there. People were talking, oh, he's always loved soccer. He could run yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, that to you me think was Liber- wild. You think the fans of Liverpool are going to be like, hey, we're going to take this hockey guy who's had zero success Ted and Lasso. let him run? Yeah, it's, I mean, come on. Like, that can't actually be a thing. But maybe that's the way they want to operate where Who it's knows? just like, hey, let's get a bunch of sports people in here that are smart to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about a smart sports person that wants to collaborate. Mm -hmm. I think Kyle Dubas is that guy. Like in terms of the things that they've put out there that they prioritize, I think Dubas does hit a lot of those things, but I would probably get him to run the hockey team rather than like put him in charge of like every sports franchise. Take over the Boston Red Sox. I don't know. And again, we talked about Theo Epstein who actually had success. One in in multiple areas, a mentor of Dubas, I guess, or at least someone that he mm-hmm. idolizes. Like, there's been talk of him crossing over to hockey and what that could mean. I still, we, we talk about that. We haven't seen that ex- experiment actually go down, and I don't know how it would run. But it is interesting that he could just be like a smart guy that helps multiple organizations. I think that would be very appealing to him. So I thought about this yesterday, and by the way, we got Kipper on, so get ready, 7 a.m. Um, he obviously has had some time to, to work through this as well. But the Friday Real Kipper and Born was a spicy one as well. And he's obviously got his finger on the pulse. So maybe we'll get some more information from him. Uh, Colby Armstrong, who obviously is Penguins guy, he might give us some more take. We'll have him at 8.30, Jackie Redman at 8, and Matt Joyce um, give us a little Blue Jays update. Can't wait at 7.30. Um, but I wondered about this, and I think it's a good question to ponder, is, is like what makes the Penguins job attractive to Kyle Dubas if it's hockey, just hockey? I think if you're going in there, I wonder what the market wants. They have franchise players aging, right? Is it your opportunity to go in there and make this like legacy defining trade? Like, are you going to be the one that trades Sidney Crosby? You're not, you're not allowed to. Right. So what is Dubas doing we're for doing, the Pittsburgh we're doing Penguins? More, we're, we're handcuffed again, yes, right? You're coming in. We can't move Malkin, Latang, or Crosby. So yeah, you go in there, Kyle Dubas, to Pittsburgh, and you have these three franchise players, which probably you should be capitalizing on right now. 
mm-hmm. you're probably not going to unless you're going in there like free reign, putting it all on the table. That's a huge thing to come in as a GM brand new and do that. So what are the moves that you're doing for the Pittsburgh Penguins? They just missed the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. They're in a weird limbo spot too. Is that the most attractive place to step into? Personally for me, no. Oddly, I think Ottawa is more attractive. So maybe that's Ottawa is going to have a new building under new ownership, which is celebrity star studded. Mm-hmm. That's going to come in here. It, I don't know if Nico Sparks group is going to win Be it, better at this th- point, but <laughs> it seems like they are, they're the ones at least at the forefront of the conversation and they've got all these celebrities, including but it feels like you can be Snoop more creative involved. there and you can really GM. Yeah. And you've got a young core. Mm-hmm. You could do, you have like the clean slate. You have not, not clean slate in that there's nothing there. A clean slate in there, every opportunity there is open to you. If you want to take a little step back, sure, you could take a step back. If you want to immediately be a Stanley Cup contender, you could figure you it could out. You could probably make some trades and get to that point where you're pretty close. I, I think Ottawa is extremely attractive it for that reason. It just depends what kind of spot and he, he wants. bring his buddy Jason Spezza, who, le- who left How with funny him. was that? How funny was it? <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. It was like, oh, Sheldon, are you going to go with him? Brendan, are you going to go with him? Or are yeah. you just going to continue to make your biweekly paychecks? Um, okay, do you want to touch on GMs that are potentially circled with uh, Elliot's 32 Thoughts yesterday? Sure. Yeah, okay. So I might be getting some insiders mixed up, so I'll let you. Yeah, yeah no, here. So uh, Freeze yesterday, 32 Thoughts, um, talks about some candidates for the lease job, and he said they're kind of underwhelming. Um, here's that clip, and we'll chat. We know they have permission to talk to Brad Tree Living, and I, and I think that absolutely Tree Living will be a person who is going to be a, an individual of interest in this particular search. I think there will be plenty more. I mentioned Doug Armstrong the other day. The only way I think Doug Armstrong is coming to Toronto is if he's running the show, right? Yeah. You know, one of the names that's making a lot of the rounds right now is is Mark Hunter. Oh, boy. I think you're going to hear Mark Bergevin. <laughs> like Shanahan said experience, and this is someone who needs to hit the ground running. And the person who gets this job is going to have to be someone who's not afraid to be the name and face of difficult and painful decisions. And that is not for everyone. That is a conundrum. You want to be the name and face of someone to make difficult decisions, but, but you might not have the opportunity to yeah, make the difficult can decisions you make the decision? because Brandon Shanahan has his hand in everything. And you want to bring in or an experienced person. it's a collaborative person. thing. It's a collaborative thing. But if I'm experienced and I have, you know, what he said, Doug Armstrong, he's one at every level. He's going to come in. I've and, been banging the drum for Doug Armstrong. For I the past think that's a great weeks. move. But now knowing how this hierarchy is working, I don't know if he's going to be in there a hundred percent Doug Armstrong. Is it, is it 70% Doug Armstrong better than Mark Hunter? Probably. And that's why I ask if this is still a desirable job. Because why wouldn't Doug Armstrong, after accomplishing everything in St. Louis, mm-hmm. being the guy who's been chosen by Hockey Canada, I think on multiple occasions, yes. like those are the, he, stru- he like wants, he has a thirst for more opportunity. It's not as good as, hey, let's try and build St. Louis up as a winner. He mm-hmm. wants these opportunities where he can win at different levels uh glory hockey canada gold medals stanley cups like he, it seems like someone who isn't afraid and shouldn't be afraid because frankly he's got the confidence of oh this major organization always turns to me and i've already won like yes. he he it's kind of a no lose situation for him now would the autonomy thing uh bother him friedman suggests that it would 
I, I don't feel like it's something that wouldn't be that couldn't be worked around though. Like if it's just and maybe it's more respect thing, for. I know that's a tough word to say, but like maybe um, Shannon no, has a bit more respect for a guy that's been around the block. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe Doug Armstrong has more respect for the process. But yeah, for it, Shanahan, I think it's both for ways MLSC, possibly. For you know, hey, we don't have to do things. Like I, I'm okay with sending stuff up the line mm-hmm. and talking about things. And maybe Dubis was just like, maybe he was too far in the direction of I want to make all the decisions because I think I'm right and I think you guys are wrong. And maybe mm-hmm. Dubis, as a young guy, didn't have an, uh, didn't well, earn who the put leash. Put him in that position, Brenda Shanahan. Yeah, but as a young guy, him. maybe they were like, okay, we like you, but mm-hmm. we like that we can be collaborative here and you can bring us ideas like and we'll can talk mold about him. it. But maybe Doug yes. Armstrong's more of a proven asset. Maybe Doug Armstrong is just better in terms of how he would conduct himself, but also the respect that he would be given, maybe from Shanahan, given that he's already done it before. And maybe there was some skepticism is like, hey, are you going to make the wrong move again, Kyle? Because he made some bad moves. And maybe there's a reason yep. why things had to go up the chain because he missed on goaltending every time he went out and got a goaltender. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe he put himself in that position where he lost a bit of autonomy. But if Doug Armstrong doesn't want to be the GM in Maple Leafs, and I get that he's under contract, he might not have an out clause. But if that didn't appeal to him for whatever reason, I think it's an issue because this is a guy who has wanted more. I was told he was in the Montreal sweepstakes, didn't get him, was disappointed mm, by it. Insider Justin. I'm just saying. Oh. This is a guy I think that actually wants the stage. And if he doesn't want the stage because of the internal dynamic, then it's a problem because this is a big yep. name who might want this or might want something like this. And if there's something that's keeping away from it, then it's something that should be addressed internally and is actually an issue inside MLSE. I think everything we've just laid out is whoever's stepping in got to have the stones to make the tough decisions and fast. And it is, it's, it's why Brendan Pridham might have a tiny little bit of, not an edge, but a comfort of knowing the players and knowing this organization. But he is still young and unproven in Shanahan's eyes, and that does not sound like everything that he's laid out in his press conference about wanting an experienced hockey guy that's been around the block and has won. That's not Brandon Pridham. Well, so here's why I like Brandon Pridham, as opposed to, like, Mark Bergevin. Okay, well, I think I agree already. <laughs> it's because he can just kind of do what Dubas was doing. Mm-hmm. You but did that work? You wouldn't change much. I know it didn't work, but, like, I would be terrified if I'm a fan of the Maple Leafs that someone comes in with the purpose of rocking the boat and... Rocks it too much. Rocks it too much. Well, uh, 100%. You have in your I hands think, awesome I think Pridham can take you on the path that you... Like, he can continue on the path that you're on. And that's not a terrible path. And maybe mm-hmm. they just break through because maybe Austin Matthews in an exit interview was finally mad enough to make some sort of change or to inspire some sort of change. I think the status quo is better than the negative alternative, which could be someone who's unprepared to do this job doing it really badly. Well, I think that... And, and everybody's circling this point online as well, is that Pridham can negotiate and knows Austin Matthews well. Like, if that's your biggest decision at, what, July 1st, you need to make some headway, hopefully. If that's that's point one of the, the chain of events, then he has probably the biggest advantage of getting this role. But there is a lot of question marks about, yeah, you said this is going to be the, the way that it was being done Previously, because Brandon Pridham's kind of like not Dubis light, but Dubis esque. How about that? Is it? We is said it they enough? shared a brain. We said they shared a brain. So maybe is that enough for Austin Matthews? Is it enough to just change your GM and run back the core four and your head coach, which is now the reporting that we're getting is kind of the direction that a lot of players are feeling they're going. 
Mm-hmm. To me, no. If you're going to go and fire your general manager, you've just you kind of opened the door to do some chaos here. And I think it's it's got to go next. I, I'm surprised Sheldon Keefe still has his job. I thought if I come back and everything else has changed, surprised that he's he's still employed. It but feel, is that it on the next like it GM? Feels like it would be bad business to have none. Not let the next person make that decision. Well, I feel like it's just pending. Like at this it would point, be, right? it would be kind of like ceremonial in that. Okay, you come in and you get to make your first move as a general manager to get rid. Like it's kind of ridiculous. Rip the band-aid. But I feel like that's how it is. Yeah. And until he says otherwise, or Sheldon Keith is told otherwise, he just takes in his. What's he doing right pay. now? He just yeah, prepare for next year. Like he's on he the incognito LinkedIn search. Yeah. You know when you can just hide your profile out. and nobody knows it's you creeping. That's what he's up to. Anyway, there's some spots available still. I mean, there's just so much to unpack still. Like we could, we can continue to, to debrief like the big moves that need to be made. Like it is, there's a lot on the plate here. Uh, Kipper will join us at seven. We'll go through all that. The MLSE dynamic is really interesting. He'll have a pulse on that, of course. Um, Jackie at eight will give us kind of more. She's obviously she's a Leafs fan. What's it like listening to this down south? Right, you're covering the NHL. Penguins, I mean, the Panthers are just rolling through, but she's got roots, right? I don't know. The, what's what's it like having to like smile through Matthew Kachuk interviews where he's just right. on top of the world as yeah. a Leafs fan? And then Colby, Colby will give us the the Penguins pulse. I also saw that uh, there are some betting markets that have some GM. Mm-hmm. It is hilarious. I'm basically on that list. Okay, I think you should be. I should be. I don't know, just five bucks. That's why I was off. <laughs> I was interviewing for two weeks. Like a, like a two-week uh, hockey operations clinic. God. Anyway, there's some fun names on there if you want to laugh. Just go look. at. I mean, you know, anything can happen at this point. I I don't know. it. If we were betting people. Which I, we are. Yeah, I don't know who I'd be. It feels like anything can happen at this point. Who's going to step in? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be someone uh, not listed, honestly. Like, really? I, I feel like it should, may, like, maybe Pridham, maybe Trilliving, maybe, maybe, maybe that'll make sense. But I feel like, you know, this is the, 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 the theme of the week has been about power moves. Like, doesn't Shanahan have to have a power move? Doesn't Did he, he not just? Well, he's got the response to one power move, one failed coup, I guess it would be called. Uh, like, a guy that connected wouldn't have discussions, wouldn't be thinking about his next guy, mm-hmm. wouldn't be thinking about, hey, if I needed it to put like some experience. It felt like he didn't think much about it one I night's know, sleep. I know, that's what it feels about. It mm-hmm. feels like they're unprepared for this. But if you're Brendan Shanahan, how could you not have an idea? Like, we weren't talking about Lou Lamorella before Lou Lamorella, were we? That's true. I don't remember. <laughs> A long time ago. Erase that part of my I, brain. It, it just feels like it would be so silly for a guy in his position to not have some contingency plans in his head. And him to be thinking about people that we're not thinking I don't about. No, man. Like, it doesn't feel that way to me. It feels like a. It's like, a oh, slighted... Brad, Brad Trilliving is the only one who hasn't made a complete mess of himself in terms of. I mean, of people are easy executives. to point fingers at that trade where you lost Matthew Kachuk, right? Yeah, he was dealt a bad hand, but I don't think he, I don't think he handled it well. We talked about it. We were at the Blue Jays care fest. We talked uh, the yeah. Monday after. Yes. And I, I remember Greg Wyshynski came on and he thought it was the greatest thing ever. And uh, it, it, yeah, he mm-hmm. did well. It did well. Great for a hockey writer to be breaking down that sort of trade. But I was thinking to myself, like, 
okay, if you don't sign Huberto, it's a complete disaster. And who knows if Huberto and Daryl Sutter would ever. There was a like, lot of context under, that You don't understand to be your head coach and the guy you're acquiring and signing to an eight-year maximum turn deal. Like, those guys were oil and water before they were even yeah. in the same room together. No, I know. If you just look at that on cap friendly, it looks like there, there is context to be made about that. But nonetheless. But then there's also, there's also ownership pressures there. Mm-hmm. And president pressures there where they're like, hey, we're not taking a step back. So make a deal that makes us as good as we were last year, despite losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk. It's tough. It's tough when you can't make every decision. And Kyle Dubas has proven that. Okay. So we'll keep unpacking that. Um I missed the text line, folks. My besties, good morning. Glad to have you back in the in the fold. Five ninety five ninety. What are you still pondering now? Uh, a week and a day passed when Kyle Dubas went on the podium, and now a couple days removed from Friday's blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, some people took the Monday off. Now you're back in here on your drive to work. What are you thinking about five ninety five ninety? Who do you think will step in as Leafs GM too? Because you can make your statement now. We can go back and. Circle that you were right. You got some time. Uh, before we go to break, mm-hmm. I want you to give us one word on the state of the Blue Jays. Oh, my God. Woof. Nice. The A-list is back on the other side of the break. Sportsnet 590, the fan. Now it's time for hey, yo. the A-list. Bing bong. Bing bong. Bing bong. Talking about coaches maybe throwing their hat in the ring for a pending job posting. It's in the it might be in the drafts, hasn't been posted yet, but you never know. Um speaking of Sheldon Keefe's role. Friend of the show, friend of the network, friend of everybody in Canada, Bruce Boudreaux, has been uh popping up around social media lately, maybe trying to, you know, brush up on his coaching tendencies anyway last night uh wwe he's out there behind the scenes and we got jackie redmond on it's perfect timing behind the scenes giving a little pep talk to some uh some of the biggest names kevin owens and Sami Zayn. here's a little audio clip it's cute they're behind the scenes in the locker room it's bruce boudreau down there you know he's a big fan of course giving a little advice to the guys for Believe before they went out or after they went out uh, to give them a little bit of a, a brush up. In the ring? Well, you know what, you're, you're, you've got to move a little bit more. You've got to want it, right? <laughs> if you don't you want it, you've got to really want it. Yeah. <laughs> we have to feel it. From You're on the apron, you're waiting for that tag, you're going to want it. Fibers? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just not out there well, just saying, just sitting out there, do, you know, out there just because you've got to waste some time. Yeah, what, are you, what are you waiting <laughs> for? Let's, what are you waiting for? You're there with your hand out. Come on, man. Just get in there. Get in there. you got to want it. you got to want it. That's Bruce Boudreaux. Obviously, he was spotted ringside last night. Uh, at Monday Night Raw, could see him in the background. He's just a jolly guy. He like, loves his life. He is a jolly guy, and I like Bruce. And I like, but he's coming mm-hmm. on. I don't want him to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs, though. It seems like the nice story, but it is not the nice fit. I think they need a different type of voice, right? And he's he's the post Babs guy. He's the he's the players' coach, right? Big time. Big time players' coach. I don't think players' coach is what to say it the lightest or the nicest. I don't think a player's coach is right for the Toronto Maple Leafs at this time. I think they need someone who's going to absolutely ruffle feathers because clearly the player's coach didn't think thing didn't work. And we've been talking about whether Sheldon Keefe can be Sheldon Keefe, but like 
he's supposed to be a player's coach. And that didn't work. Like it, it needs to be a bit of a different vibe. And I don't know mm-hmm. if Bruce provides that different vibe. In fact, I think he goes the way, the the opposite way that they should be. Yeah. He heads up to WWE. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. We'll ask Jackie. I think he could be a manager. Oh, where he just God. stands ringside and maybe gets involved for go. about 10 seconds and that's it. See, that would be the biggest trips up a referee you, or something. If he became like a heel, like I can't imagine Bruce Boudreaux being. Yeah. That would be tough, I think. But that's that's how they suck you in and the viewing, the ratings. That's it. Listen up, folks. We're the we're the writers now. And Jackie could help to script it. We can work on it. Um, I don't know if Bruce Boudreaux's the fit, but he's out there enjoying his time off. How about that? Um, all right, lots to come today. We got Kipper on the other side of the break. Talk about the Dubis departure. What we learned over the weekend, because uh, not a couple days have passed and a lot of information is trickling out. Let's see what Kipper brings to us. And then we'll get into some Blue Jays talk with Matt Joyce, uh, current Rays TV analyst. Blue Jays drop another one last night. It has just been uh, a pretty, yeah, woof is the right word. It has been pretty rough um, times. I think that's what, six in a row, five in a row for the Blue Jays. It has been a pretty miserable homestand now leading into a pretty important road trip again. And they got four games of the drop and they dropped the first one. So not looking great. Uh, but Kevin Kiermeyer was back. Got his little moment. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'll talk about someone that played with Kevin Kiermeyer. That's at 730. But Kipper on the other side of the break.